Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about alien implant cover-up. That's correct, alien implant cover-up. Now, to me, alien implants are one of the most uh, effective ways of proving that UFOs and aliens exist because we have these countless stories of people who have been abducted, and in some of those cases, some of those rare cases, these people come back with implants under the skin, usually some kind of metallic thing. Uh, oftentimes, it's uh, sending out radio signals, and people are frequently very uh, perturbed by these things. And it seems like to me that the very best cases, and the first one we're going to look at here is this Roger McCarty case out of Ruby, Alaska. These very best cases are almost scrubbed from the internet. Now, the McCarty case I covered um, some time back on the podcast, and I was looking around for a little more information on it, and I could literally only find one article written on this. Uh, there have been a, 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 He's been featured in a documentary that was run in about an eight-minute segment, and we'll talk about that a little bit, it's, and it, it kind of goes over that in this documentary. But this is, I think, one of the most uh, convincing cases that we have of alien implant, and it gets absolutely no attention in the media. So while we have these people uh, bringing forth what they're calling aliens at the Congress of Mexico, and people have asked me to do podcasts on that, but given the past history of the individuals involved in that, I think I'll wait and see what happens with the current case. They've had a couple failures in the past, as I recall. But while we have all this other stuff going on, we have cases like this with this Roger McCarty where he was uh, reportedly abducted by uh, aliens. And after 21 or 22 years, he goes in, it's all on film. They take this implant out of his leg that was broadcasting at like a, at two different frequencies. And when it's removed from his leg, they put it in this vial and you can watch it. And just after maybe a minute or so, it quits transmitting. So this thing is cognizant of where it's at. It's being intelligently controlled. This is the kind of evidence that really shows the public that, yes, this stuff exists. When you have this guy who's he's a, a, a hunter living out there in central Alaska, and he, he undergoes a situation, he's a very uh, convincing witness. Doesn't he, I don't see how the guys might have dime off this other than, I don't know, maybe they give him some kind of small appearance fee, but he's not out there pushing a book. He's not doing UFO conferences. He just tells his story on camera what happened to him, and it's very convincing. And it seems like these these really uh, reputable cases are the ones that the uh, Internet wants to shut down the most. In fact, when I was doing my research on this, I went to uh, ChatGPT and Google Bard both, and nobody knew anything about Roger McCarty at Ruby, Alaska, his alien abduction. Now, they could tell you about lots of other cases, but not a word about Roger McCarty. So why is it that this really clean-cut, simple case where you have the doctor doing this, and the doctor says that he can't explain it, it just simply presents the facts? Why is it that this case that is so convincing, that could do so much to show people what this is all about, people being, abdu people being abducted against their will and tagged like wildlife, showing it to you right there in your face, in your living room, this kind of evidence, but that internet seems to want to bury it. The powers that be want to bury it. I think this really shows us where we're at in this whole disclosure thing. We'll talk about everything except the really important stuff that we can that we can show exists. Now, 
I just want to go over this article here about this Roger McCarty case. In talking about this uh, Roger McCarty case, we can look at this journalnews.com.ph. It says, Metallic implant and UFO encounter recalled by Ruby, Alaska resident, dated June 28, 2022. Now, they've got an article here I found copied and pasted on several different sites, but I'm not sure who wrote this. It says, People's Tonight. Goes on and says a Ruby, Alaska resident was out conducting a night hunt when he soon experienced a sudden sharp pain in his left leg. Years later, it was discovered that a metallic object was implanted in his leg. Roger McCarty has spent his life living in the remote Ruby, Alaska. It was a very isolated spot in the dense woods, no roads. He lived off the land at a small cabin along the Yukon River. If you see this on the map, you can see this is right in the center of the state. So this is extremely remote. One night in mid-February 1999, he found he couldn't sleep and decided to head out and do some night hunting, looking for wolves. He often did night hunts, so it was nothing he feared. It was between 15 degrees to 20 degrees below zero. That's pretty cold, he recalled. He headed on his skidoo and... That's a snow machine, snowmobile. And a little while down the trail, he started to feel watched. He got an eerie feeling, and it gave him the chills. It was something he had never felt before. He decided it would be best to head back. Now, I have to tell you, I've been to Alaska. I'm sure a lot of you have, too. Uh, it's a big country up there. And so this guy, uh, he's a serious individual, from what I can see. He's out there hunting wolves in the middle of the night. Now, you know, I'll never forget when we were up there, uh, me and a buddy, we went up there to this museum, and they had what at that time I think they said was the biggest wolf caught in Alaska. And that thing had weighed 180 pounds while it was alive. It was enormous. So this guy's out there hunting wolves at, what, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning at 15 to 20 below weather. It sounds like a serious person doesn't sound to me like a guy that makes stuff up. So just keeping that in mind, the kind of individual that you're dealing with, and why I think this guy is such a reliable witness combined with the video that we have of this implant being extracted, and why it's so important for the powers that be to keep this story covered up, kind of on the down low, because it's such a convincing story. All of a sudden, something stung him on his left leg. He grabbed his leg in pain. Whatever it was, it burned. He decided he needed to leave, and he fought the pain and traveled back through the snow to his cabin. Upon arriving home, he pulled off his pants and discovered a bloody wound on his left leg. He felt around and noted it felt like he had a BB in his leg. Suddenly, he was drawn to the front window of his cabin and saw that light seemed to be coming from straight above. It was the brightest white light he had ever seen, and it lit up the entire yard like daylight. There was no sound, so he knew it wasn't a helicopter. Then the light turned off. He felt bewildered and tired, and instead of treating his leg, he crawled into bed and went to sleep. After laying in his bed, he then found himself waking up on an operating table. He was shivering cold, and his arms pressed against his body, trying to save the heat. He slowly turned his head and observed other people there around him. He remembered thinking, I want to go home. His next memory was waking up in his bed. It was morning. Dream? Question mark. This sounds like a classic abduction case. 
And I have to say, in the video that uh, came out about this, and you can watch this, I put a link there in the Buy Me a Coffee website. It's like an eight and a half minute video or something. They don't really get into the abduction thing. I think maybe, I don't know if they did in a longer version, but the YouTube post at least, and it's got 400,000 views approximately. They don't get into this part of it. It's just like, well, he's got this implant. They imply that it's an alien implant, but they don't really get into the into the uh, you know heart and soul of this thing. This guy was out hunting wolves in the middle of the night. He was apparently just tagged with this thing, and then he's abducted. Clearly, for 20 years he carried that object in his leg. He was afraid to tell anyone for fear they would think he was crazy. Years later, he was watching a TV show on which a doctor removed an implant from a person's leg that was believed to have come from aliens. A light went off in Roger's head. He reached out to the Discovery Channel to tell his story, and the producer put him in touch with Dr. Van Ravensway, who agreed to examine the spot. He determined, with the help of a radiologist, that indeed something metallic was inside Roger's leg. Ravensway checked the radio frequency of the object. The level spiked to 14 when placed next to the left leg compared to the 2 and 3 in the rest of the room and body. Even the doctor, a skeptic, found it weird. The operation was carried out and the object was removed. The doctor was quick to check the frequency again and it was determined that his left leg was now down to 4 so it was clearly the object causing the spike. Though it got even weirder when a check of the object also turned up a 4. Roger noted that it seemed like the object had switched off once it was removed from his body. Ravensway reluctantly agreed that there seemed to be that that seemed to be the case, even referring to it as freaky. Yeah, you, you can watch this video, and I highly recommend that you do. It just this guy, this Roger uh, McCarty, he's no joke. I mean, he's a smart guy. You can tell that he he recognized that this thing just switched off, and he talked about how how he felt after they took it out. Like he felt relieved. It seemed like that they removed this implant from his body. Um, this is a compelling case. And as I recall, I think it's probably been a couple years ago when I first looked into this. It seems like uh, there was information out there detailing uh, Roger's uh, recollection of the abduction. Seeing, seeing lights down below and it's a sensation of flying, he went into it a little bit. It just seems like so much of this stuff has just been scrubbed from the internet. And, to, and today, when you go to search for something, I come up with, you know, a hundred different results about the uh, alien slash mummies being shown to the Mexico uh, Congress down there. Uh, I end up with dozens and dozens of search results about NASA's new, you know, new report or AERO's new website. Looks to me like there's an ongoing campaign to remove stories that reflect these really uh, honest, simple uh, revelations that happen to people. I can tell you that, that five years ago, when I started doing this podcast, it was much easier to find uh, this type of information out there. It didn't seem like there was this concerted effort to just take this stuff off the internet. And we know they're scrubbing stuff from the internet. And we've talked about this before. I think it was... Uh, there's been several different YouTubers that, that cover this sort of stuff, and they've talked about how if you just go through the first 20 pages or so of Google, that it's basically all the same stuff. And most of these other search engines get their stuff from Google, so you can just search and search and search, and you don't find it. And where you used to maybe get 400 pages of results from Google, now you're not getting that anymore. So there's been a concerted effort 
to reduce the information that we see and to just pollute the first 15, 20 pages with the same stories, just cut and paste over and over and over again. And I've seen this. And so I have to ask myself, why are they covering these up? Especially these alien implant stories, these most compelling stories that we have about UFOs and aliens, the very best stuff we have. And I think this Roger uh, McCarty case is one of the best cases. It's just so simple, so straightforward. You have you have the video of it. You have this very simple story. You have the uh, actual film footage of this implant being removed. And there's hardly anything about it on the internet. You notice nothing got brought up about implants at the recent UFO hearings. Why? Because that's where uh, the rubber meets the road. They can dismantle and debunk all this other stuff. But when you got a guy who's out in the middle of the forest in Alaska hunting wolves in 1999, he tells you, I had this experience, this happened to me. And 20 years later, he comes forward and has this thing removed from his leg. And the doctor's got it right there showing you. The radiologist is showing you the pictures of it. You can't dispute that. That's just fact in hand. So the only thing they can do is to try to bury this story as much as possible. Now let's look at this next case because I think it just continues to show what's happening here. These alien implant stories are being covered up. Now we really can't do the topic of alien implants justice if we don't at least mention uh, the late Dr. Roger Lear. He did so much good work in this area. And this article comes to us from howsandwise.com written by Vicki Verma dated 2020, uh, October 7th. Title says aliens implanted nanochips into human bodies and controlling them for decades. One of the strangest features in the case of alien abduction is when physical evidence remains on victims' bodies. Roger Crevin Lear, 1935 to 2014, hard to believe he's been gone that long, was an American pediatric surgeon and ufologist who had found alien implants while performing surgeries on his patients goes on it says according to Lear's findings his implants were pieces of rare metals strange wiring something that looked like electrodes or microcircuits most often they were found in the nose area pushed very far almost to the brain and in the limbs you can just imagine how painful those things would be Lear started his career as an orthopedic surgeon in California and initially had no interest in ufology but gradually he found his interest in ufos and aliens and then became a member of the local branch of mufon however for many years it was just an exciting hobby for him and he did not mix his hobby with work but in 1955 everything changed that year lear attended a ufo event where he saw x-rays of a woman claiming to have been abducted by aliens Lear, being a surgeon, found something abnormal in the photographs of a woman's body. He found several metal objects in the pictures at once and then told the woman that he could remove them from her body. Lear was driven by curiosity. He wanted to study these objects and understand what they could have been. When he operated on the victim, he discovered that they were two tiny pieces of metal that consisted of aluminum and meteoric iron. Yeah, iron from meteors. There were no scars on the surface of the skin near the area where he pulled these objects out, and there was not the slightest trace of inflammation in the connective tissue, as if the woman's body did not consider these objects to be foreign bodies. Now that is strange. It's got a picture of this thing here. It's a tiny little kind of 
lumpy, almost teardrop-shaped metallic thing. The article goes on and says, how could these objects have got into the body and what were they? Lear was confused, but then he found another patient with the same implants and when he pulled them out, they again turned out to be objects with unusual properties. The article continues, how could these objects have got into the body and what were they? Lear was confused, but then he found another patient with the same implants and when he pulled them out, they again turned out to be objects with unusual properties. Lear operated on dozens of people, removing many different strange objects from their bodies. All implants were unique. Their shapes were not repeated. It seemed that the implants were made for each person individually. Some of them consisted of very rare elements. For example, one implant contained U-236, an isotope of uranium, and another contained iridium. And a whole group of implants that were found elements that are found only in meteorites. Now that's strange. Who would take the time to find elements from a meteorite, uh, amalgamate them into a implant, and then put in some random person? Uh, this just rules out any kind of accidental cause for this. Sometimes implants were showing strange crystalline structures. Implants like carbon nanofibers or nanotubes covered with a very hard oily layer that prevented the body from rejecting them. Some implants were magnetic and some were said to emit obscure radio waves at the deep space frequency and continue to emit these signals even after being removed from the body. Of course, we could see that some also stopped emitting these radio frequencies after they left the body, which is what happened in the Roger McCarty case. Now, Lear said that he had several cases where these implants were trying to avoid a surgical scalpel and remain in the patient's body. And you can watch some of the videos of this stuff where these things are trying to squirm away from him as he's trying to take them out. It goes on and says, and when he tried to cut the implants, they were extremely resistant to conventional instruments and only with a laser was he able to damage some of them. Yeah, these things turn out to be extremely hard and durable. There was one frightening case when an implant during removal suddenly broke into several pieces but then began to come together by itself. Now imagine that. This thing's broken apart and then it retracts together by itself. According to Lear in that case, a man from Southern California had had several abductions in his life, including when he was abducted with his wife and their children. Oh, man. One morning, he woke up with a pain in his toe and then he saw several spots of blood on the sheet. After examination, Lear found a foreign body in his finger, although there was not a single wound on it, and there were no traces of blood anywhere. He took x-rays and decided to remove it surgically. This is what I'm talking about. This is where the rubber meets the road, when people have these things physically in their body. After several visits, the man told Lear that he had been abducted by aliens. Lear carried out the whole operation under C-arm X-ray imaging intensifier. For the first time, the alien object split into several parts. Lear placed each piece on gauze and then transferred it to a container filled with serum from the patient's blood. Lear and his team managed to remove all the pieces of the object except for the last one, which suddenly disappeared somewhere and was never found. Now, these things are intelligently controlled. After three days of operation, Lear found that all the broken pieces were lined up next to each other. He could only say about the properties of the foreign object that all the pieces were made of a material with a spatial magnetic memory. 
Doesn't sound like something that occurred naturally in his body to me. Another frightening discovery by Dr. Lear was that he found that some implants had been in the bodies of patients for many years and even for decades. It's just in your face. The evidence is so clear and so overwhelming, and I think that that's why it's so important uh, from the powers to be. That <clears throat> and I think that's why it's so important from the powers that be to try to stifle this information and make it hard to find. Because if, if the general public was actually presented with this stuff in a concise manner, where they could clearly see it, it would start to open up minds because the evidence is just right there. The evidence speaks for itself. Now, I want to look at one more case of this that just to me speaks to this cover-up of alien implants. So I want to finish up here talking about uh, the movie Patient 17. This is a documentary that was done by Jeremy uh, Corbell. Now, Corbell has been kind of a lightning rod at times, but this documentary, I think, was stunning. There might have been a little um, extra swearing in it that they didn't need to do. It might have been a little overdramatic in places, but overall, I thought the content was, was excellent. And it follows, of course, Dr. Lear, who passed away in 2014. But it brings to light this case of this guy who had this implant that he didn't want, and he didn't really want to admit that he had it. It was kind of this unwilling victim. And so it makes the story even more believable. And so I don't know why this movie doesn't get more press. It's almost like there's a conspiracy to just silence this thing. And I don't know why Corbell doesn't talk more about it. I mean, he's talking about uh, a UFO flying over a marine base in California that seems pretty clearly to a lot of people just to be flares being dropped. And he's gotten into some other pretty controversial stuff. But I think his best work really was around this whole uh, implant study. And, it, you know, they'll just go on for days and days talking about something that Corbell and Knapp have come up with. But this work he did back in 2017 seems to get almost zero attention. Now, of course, Patient 17, it's a 2017 documentary film. It was directed by Jeremy Corbell. And the film follows the story of Dr. Roger Lear, a retired um, podiatric surgeon who claims to have removed over 100 implants from patients who believe they had been abducted by aliens. Now, of course, he filmed a lot of these things. And then the film begins with Lear introducing himself and his work, and he explains that he first became interested in alien implants after treating a patient who had a strange metallic object embedded in her leg. Now, Lear says that he removed the object and sent it to a lab for analysis, but the lab could not identify the material. So oftentimes, that's what happens with these things. It's like even after you get the implant taken out, you just hit a brick wall. Lear then goes on to interview several of his patients who share their stories of alien abduction and the implants that they believe were placed in them. And one patient, a woman named Jody Maserve, says that she was abducted by aliens on multiple occasions and that they implanted a device in her brain that allowed them to control her thoughts. And that's really scary, I think. Another patient, a man named John Max, says that he was implanted with a device that allowed the aliens to track his location. Lear also interviews several experts in the field of alien abduction, including Dr. Stephen Greer and Richard Boylan. Now, Greer is a former NASA physician who has written extensively about alien abductions, and Boylan is a, is a psychiatrist who has treated hundreds of patients who claim to have been abducted. 
The film concludes with Lear and his team performing a surgery on a patient named John Ramirez. Now, Ramirez says that he was abducted by aliens on multiple occasions, and they implanted a device in his leg. And Lear removes the device from Ramirez's from Ramirez leg and sends it to a lab for analysis. Now, the film doesn't provide any definitive proof of the existence of aliens or alien implants. I mean, how could you? Now, if you watch this film, you'll see that they send this thing off to a lab, and they really don't know where the material came from that created this implant. It basically, they're telling you from it's from another galaxy. To me, you really don't need a lot more proof than that. Okay, You have a material that didn't come from, not only from anywhere on this planet, but not anywhere in our galaxy. So the material these things are made out of sometimes is so bizarre and so strange. I mean, you know, it's just like with Avi Loeb, with the work he did down there on Papua New, Gu Papua New Guinea, when they found this, uh, they said was a first item from another galaxy come into uh, Earth's atmosphere, crash there in the Pacific Ocean. Now they have these little tiny space balls. Well, we're seeing the same thing here with this guy's uh, implant. They're finding material in it that's not just from this world. It's not from the solar system. It's some something from some other galaxy, and then they know this by the tests they run on it. So that's amazing. That's fantastic. And that's from Jeremy Corbell. Why are you talking about it, Jeremy? What is this concerted uh, cover-up and damping down of these stories about alien implants? I think it should be the biggest thing on the uh, on the screen. To me, it's more important than the Tic Tac videos. It's more important than a lot of the sightings we've seen. You have people who say they've been abducted. You find these implants in their bodies. They're, these implants are made from material that doesn't come from this galaxy. And then the story is just ignored. You, you, you have to go to quite a bit of work to find anything about it on the internet. And when you do, it's just pretended, it's presented to you as a, well, this is strange. What do you think about this? Move along. That's why I'm asking. Why are the alien implant stories being covered up? Until next time, this is UFO Warning over now.